1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: Yeah. Most people call it the NBA draft. I I think we should call it the Auburn invitational. What a night for the Auburn Tigers.
1: Well, Zach, I I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm. I am, I am. Freaking ready to rock and
2: roll. You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes,
0: welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. In a few minutes, we'll be joined by Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on Rockets, to talk about Jabari Smith, who fell... From the number one spot by the Orlando Magic to the third overall pick. And Auburn Twitter, in typical fashion, uh, reacted appropriately in pure rage and just spewing things towards the Orlando Magic. Uh, But, man, what a great fit for Jabari Smith. And also, Walker Kessler going to the T-Wolves up in Minnesota. Two first-round picks for the first time in program history. Bruce Pearl got a little FaceTime and the Auburn marketing team hats off to them because that was kind of the first thing I saw when I turned um, all of my media related things, whether it was Twitter or social media and all that. I kind of sat down because I had to do some locked on things for the for, for the draft. And it's just like, man, they bought all these billboards in Times Square talking about the best coach, the best team, the best program. What Bruce Pearl is doing with his Auburn basketball team and his Auburn basketball program, it's absolutely ridiculous. And we saw the fruits of all of it last night. Every single bit of it was by design. Every single bit of it was calculated. And this is what he's been working towards since he's been here. And obviously, the Final Four was incredible, And really the year after that, that team was really, really strong as well. And then winning a championship last year. But he has built this program up to the point where, you know, the best basketball teams in the world, the NBA, they they want Auburn Tigers. And and that's just such a huge deal. Such a huge deal. Um, As far as Jabari falling from one to three, I think that is ridiculous. I just, I I don't see it. And I talked about this a little bit with Jackson coming up, but, What Jabari Smith brought to Auburn, no other player in the draft was able to bring that. And sure, pretty much every player that was drafted was the most important player on their team. I'm not taking that away from anyone. But Jabari took Auburn to an SEC championship. And I just have a hunch, similar to Cam Newton in 2010, if other guys were not available, Jabari Smith would have found a way. That's just the kind of innate ability that he has an absolute winner. And I just, I I don't think Paolo and Chet have that, but they were taken before them. What a crazy chain of events by the Orlando Magic. They only had Jabari Smith in to work out. That was it. Jabari only worked out for two teams, the Orlando Magic and the Oklahoma City Thunder, and both of them passed on him. Fascinating, fascinating chain of events and really not one that I saw Coming. I mean, there were talk there was talk about, you know, the the betting odds in Vegas. And then apparently a few hours before the draft they took the odds down because it was just so much of a toss up they didn't feel comfortable with it. But man, a lot of people made money and I hope they use Bet Online to do all of that. But just an incredible, an incredible evening for the Auburn Tigers. And you know it means something when other fan bases come out and attack you. And it's like, you didn't even have any guys drafted until like the 50th pick. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Props to the Auburn Tigers. Props to Bruce Pearl. Congratulations, Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. Uh, Jackson will join us in just a moment. Host of Locked on Rockets has a bunch of really, really cool things to say about Jabari Smith and how he fits into this roster, into this franchise. As I mentioned, if you bet... On the NBA draft, I hope you did it at BetOnline.net as it's your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, uh, including postseason, including drafts. And Now, for most sports, you need to look ahead to futures, but they have that as well. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today, BetOnline, where the game starts. And joining us now here on Locked On Auburn, Jackson Gatlin. Man, I I don't know if uh, if you heard last night, but that sound was a bunch of Auburn fans just turning their focus towards the Houston Rockets. Uh, The team that you cover on Locked On Rockets drafted Jabari Smith somehow fell to third overall.
2: What were your thoughts while that was happening? Yeah, well, first off, Zach, you could hear, like, the sound of all the trees rustling as everybody, like, shifted away from, like, focusing on Orlando, like, towards the the east, and then everybody just spun on their heel towards the west to face towards Houston, so, seriously, I could see, like... It was, I was incredulous, honestly. I, I really couldn't believe with my own two eyes what was happening. We had yeah. the insanity in the 24 hours leading up to the draft with the Vegas odds shifting, and I didn't quite buy it. I thought it was maybe just either. posturing from the Magic and, and from OKC. And then lo and behold, Jabari Smith Jr. is there at number three for the Houston Rockets to take. And he was the guy who, throughout this entire pre-draft process, he was number one on my board. I, I really think he is going to be such a special talent at the NBA level. And I could not be more excited for him to join the Houston Rockets and to have a chance to cover this
1: young man.
0: Yeah, I mean, the guy can score from anywhere on the floor. One of the purest jump shots you'll ever see. And the thing that I thought was most valuable... Uh, About Jabari when you compare him to Chet and when you compare him to Paolo, was look, Paolo was at Duke and Chet was at Gonzaga. And look, I love Auburn and this Auburn basketball program is on the rise. There's no question about it. But Jabari Smith, for large chunks of the year, especially the last third of the season, he carried this team to an SEC championship. This guy is a winner. It doesn't matter who's around him. And I was just blown away. I, I get, you know, what numbers say and analytics and all, but like when you open up all these guys' hearts and see what's inside of there, Jabari is by far the best of these three guys.
2: I think absolutely. When you look at some of the right the intangibles that you try to, you know, right. it's really tough to explain. Like, quantify some of those things at times. But when you look at the intangibles that you bring to a table with a guy like Jabari, I think it's very reminiscent to one of the reasons the Rockets were so incredibly high on Jalen Green just one year ago in last year's draft is that desire, that burning passion to want to win, to want to be the best, to want to put in the work. I think, hands down, one of the best like pieces of work, uh, you know, covering Jabari in the lead up to the draft was uh, Mirren Fader over at the Ringer wrote an incredible piece kind of detailing his work ethic, his drive, his, his desire yeah. to to go down as one of the all time greats. And when you have that level of of intensity in, in a player his age, and you've already got the skills of being a, a hyper elite shooter. You know, being able to set the tone defensively, somebody who's going to be like an all NBA defensive team caliber type player, guarding positions one through five right. at the NBA level, hopefully. I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy.
0: Yeah, and I mean, with all of the with all of what comes with the draft, some of that is, you know, these touching stories that you hear, these kids wanting to be professional basketball players since they were little kids, and all that's fantastic. But the difference is Jabari, since ever since he's been alive, his father has been showing him how to be a professional basketball player every single day. You know, he's getting to practice early. He's staying later. And it sounds like he's been doing this since he was like 12 years old, just kind of doing all of the little extra things. And when you talk about culture in a college locker room, obviously, that's huge. What does that mean for an NBA locker room, Jackson, in your mind?
2: I think I think it starts with him being, you know, I think he's absolutely got the ability to be a vocal leader for this Rockets team. I, I think that Jalen Green is capable of that as well. And I think in tandem, those two guys together, in addition to Tari Eason, who the Rockets picked up, Ty Tai Washington, another another great guard out of a guard out of Kentucky, this Rockets team has a young to like core of talent now but it's not just okay they've got a ton of talent like let's see if we can piece it together it's they've got talented guys who are also driven who have some of the intangibles that you you really sometimes struggle to find right because you can have all the talent in the world but if you have bad work ethic if you can't you know mesh well with one another if you're not driven to want to achieve the same ends right if you don't all want to commit towards the same goal you may never realize your full potential as an NBA basketball team so for me I think Hearing Jabari kind of talk after the selection, it really illuminated to the fact that look, this was a guy that thought he was going to go number one, or at worst number two, right? And to be passed over by not one but two organizations, he immediately, when he was talking about being selected by Houston, was like, "I'm, I'm where, I'm glad I'm where people want me to be, right? I'm glad Mm. this organization wanted me." And I think he's going to go out and absolutely have the biggest chip on the world in his shoulder, wanting to prove. Orlando wrong running to prove OKC wrong and proving to everybody that he should have been the number one overall pick in this draft
0: yeah I mean I had convinced myself that it probably would have been better for his career for him to go to Oklahoma City than Orlando just because it's a dump but the the Auburn fan base wanted him and Chumo Kiki to be playing together right you know two former Auburn guys and yeah the conversation was never well what happens if he gets to three that's just that it just never came up kind of like what you said but I think you can make the argument pairing him with Jalen Green, there's just a lot to be excited about watching those guys kind of grow up together
2: absolutely you know you look at those two other situations and, and you know okc maybe would have been you know arguably kind of a good fit for him as well just because they have you know more of an established star already in shea gilders alexander and they've got a very young excited talent exciting talented core as well orlando's kind of been in limbo in in their rebuild for a while and they don't right. quite have that clear direction yet um but i think when you look at the houston rockets Jalen Green proved this past season that he is the focal point for this franchise moving forward. He is the cornerstone. He's the franchise guy. He dropped, he went, he went 30 plus in six of his last seven games this past season, uh, finished off with a 41 point performance in the final game of the year. Uh, The only rookie to score 40 plus in the entire NBA. He also had Mm. uh, three times as many 30 plus games as the next two rookies on the list. And which is just insane to think about. So you give, That type of dynamic offensive talent, a guy like Jabari Smith, who I think Jabari is going to have some of the easiest shots of his entire life up to this point playing next to Jalen Green. And those two guys are going to make life so easy for one another because the threat of Jabari from the perimeter to be able to stretch defenses out and really keep a defense honest is going to provide spacing for Jalen Green to operate. And then Jalen Green, his explosiveness, his drive and kick ability, all of that is going to create some insanely easy opportunities for Jabari Smith. And we haven't even gotten to Alperin Shingoon here, who I think Alperin Shingun at the five and Jabari Smith Jr. at the four are a match made in heaven. They complement each other perfectly on the front line.
0: Yeah, yeah. I-, I can't wait to see what Jabari looks like when defenders aren't just like draped over him. Cause like that's, That's really what happened towards the tail end of Auburn's season, right? It's like their guards couldn't shoot anything from behind the arc. And so they're just like, you got to put guys. You got to put bodies on Jabari. Uh, No matter where he is, you got to make sure that there's guys on him. And you can't do that anymore. You can't do that. And obviously, there's going to be some kind of step back as far as, you know, transitioning from college to pro. But, man, I, I really think he could take advantage of it.
2: Absolutely. No, that was one of the things that I kind of noticed as I started to pour over more and more film yeah. from you know Jabari's you know collegiate season, just kind of trying to look at the fact that at the NBA level, once you introduce that level of a shooter to an NBA floor, it's going to keep defenses honest and it's going to open up so many opportunities for him to play off the ball, right? To get easy opportunities. I know there's, you know, there were some question marks about his ability to score on the interior, right? To, to use his size to finish in and around the rim, that kind of thing. And I really do think that when you look at him as a shooter, getting him to move around a little bit off ball is going to be so easy. He's such in, he's in such great physical shape that they could just have him running laps on the baseline just back and forth over an entire possession yeah. until eventually the defense is going to lose him and he just gets a wide-open corner three-pointer. But – he, you know picturing coming off of like flare screens on the corner or you know little like pin downs you know from from the baseline where he comes up to the to the slot and gets a wide open three-point shot like i'm expecting the rockets to be able to utilize him like a 610 clay thompson like that's kind of i've comped him to clay thompson that's been my favorite comp or interesting another one another one i've thrown out there is kind of like i see chris middleton but with less ball handling Um, at least right now. And I I am optimistic that he can develop, you know, at least a a decent enough handle to where he can capitalize on his gravity as a shooter and just his sheer size, where a guy that's 6'10", that has the high release point that he does, he doesn't need like a Kyrie Irving S dribble to become, you know, a perennial all-star. He just needs a somewhat suitable dribble to get to wherever he wants to on the floor and then elevate and shoot over the top of the defense. What is Jabari Smith's
0: Upside. What are the expectations for Jabari Smith as a rookie? We will pick Jackson's brain in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. Look, going to rockauto.com is a little bit uh, like having a first-round draft pick in last night's NBA draft. You need a certain part for your car to kind of complete the team, complete your automobile. You can do that at rockauto.com because they have everything you need no matter what kind of car, truck, or SUV you have. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com, and their site is super, super easy to navigate and explore. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. You're right, locked on Auburn. And there, how did you hear about his box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. So, rookies, you know, it's a little bit different than the NFL, right? You know, the Auburn fan base, we are still football-minded, you know, and it's like, oh, this is different. You know, G League is a thing, you know. There's only two rounds in the draft. It's a totally different animal here. What are expectations for the guy that goes third overall
2: in the NBA draft? Well, I think, you know, expectations kind of vary, and I will say that I think Jabari – in the role that he's going to probably occupy for this houston rockets team actually has a really solid shot at rookie of the year and i think that's because when you look at the way that like i'll use this last rookie of the year as an example right the three finalists were were cade cunningham with the pistons evan mobley with the cavaliers and scotty barnes with the toronto raptors and scotty barnes ultimately winning the award in toronto yeah Two of those three guys are kind of these like ancillary pieces that kind of play off of guys that are tasked with, you know, handling the basketball, generating a bit more of the offense, and I think at least in the forefront in his rookie campaign, and I'm hoping his, his offensive game will evolve past this over time, and I'm optimistic that it will, but a lot of Jabari's like role is going to be lean heavily into what he provides as a defender and then offensively be that knockdown shooter, right? Be the one who's going to be stationed behind the three-point line, be a, a, an absolute dead-eye three-point shooter and and just feast off those easy opportunities generated by guys like Jalen Green and Alperin Shingun, so in that sense, I think that he's going to be able to slot into that role immediately and flourish without a doubt. And again, I think he's going to have some opportunities that were that are incredibly easier compared to what was presented to him at Auburn. Opportunities to play off of those guys and really find success. And so in that light, I think he's going to translate immediately at the NBA level as long as he, his shot doesn't, for some reason, crater overnight. And I could see him averaging anywhere from 15 to 20 points as a rookie and looking. Incredibly good while doing it because he's not going to be tasked with, All right, here's the basketball. Go generate offense for thirty six minutes. That's a tough bill for anybody to 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 like I guess what I wanna say. Uh I'm losing my words here, which is horrendous. No, Sorry it's okay to it's, like, your podcast it's like no
0: right. it's like one o'clock in the morning when we're recording this. It's totally <laughs> no, but, we're both exhausted.
2: Like, it's, it's tough to deliver on that promise, right? If you're a rookie, you're adjusting the speed of the NBA game, all that stuff. Yeah. And I do think Steven Silas did an incredible job with Jalen Green, kind of easing him into the NBA, not just giving him the basketball and expecting him to go out there and have a usage rate of, like, 40%, mm-hmm. you know, in the first, you know, 20 games of the season. He eased him into that role. And I think with Jabari, he's going to have that same opportunity to kind of ease into the NBA, get up to speed, understand how things work offensively, defensively, and he's going to have great guys to play off of while doing that. So I think he's very much going to be a candidate for rookie of the year this upcoming season.
0: I think that's huge. I think that's huge. And I think everybody watching and listening just got excited hearing you say that. So as far as the rotation on this roster, you mentioned he's going to be starting at the four. Does he play any of the three if they want to go bigger? What does that look like? Or is he just is he just a four with this team?
2: So we actually uh, had spoken to general manager Rafael Stone, got some of his post-draft thoughts right yep. after everything had calmed down. And specifically when asked, you know, I got the chance to ask him specifically what he thought about the two Rockets draft selections, Jabari and, and Tari Eason. And when he spoke about Jabari, he actually gave a really insightful answer because last year he comped Josh Christopher, the Rockets rookie this past season, to uh, Drew Holiday, kind of in his build, in his approach to the game, um kind of what he thought that you know, he'd be able to bring to the table. So I asked yeah. him a similar question. I was like, what, you know, what do you think of when you look at Jabari as far as his defensive potential, his versatility, and do you have an NBA comp for him? And Stone said, No, like, I don't have an NBA comp for him because he's so big, he moves so exceptionally well, he goes, I don't remember anybody at his size, his ability to stay in front of guys on the perimeter, I just don't know that there's a natural comp out there for him, and he did go on to say that he views... Jabari is kind of a you know a prototypical four with the size the length that a four should have but he also called him a big wing and so I think it's that that kind of keys you into the idea of where the Rockets think yeah. that they can play him. I think my safest bet is that he's going to start at the four with Alperin at the five and there's question marks about who the Rockets would start at the three next to those two guys and then rounding out the rotation is their point guard Kevin Porter Jr. and then Jalen Green is their shooting guard. At that point, I, I would be very interested to see him, though, play some three ball because or play play at the three because I do think he has the ability to stick with, you know, guys that are a bit more fleet of foot on the perimeter. And I think having that size at the three spot would be huge for this Rockets team. So I don't want to box him in to yeah. any one position currently. I do think it's a safe bet. He's guaranteed going to be starting on this Rockets team. Right. I think that's at least a very safe assumption.
0: Yeah, and, and before you go, we've mentioned Jalen Green a ton in our few minutes of chatting this evening you know he's got an Auburn tie he was close to going to Auburn he went to the G League and then later in an interview he's like if you wouldn't have gone to the G League which school did you like the most and he said Auburn he said Auburn so um extra Auburn flair for this Houston uh Houston Rockets roster but man thank you so much for uh, for stopping by on the on the show for a few minutes a lot of folks would be really interested in what you have to say where can they find everything you got going on man
2: Absolutely. Well, you can track me down on Twitter. My handle is at JT Gatlin, and I talk about the Rockets and the NBA at large in a variety of places. If you want to follow Jabari Smith Jr. and his NBA journey and see you know, what takes place, how he translates to the NBA level, all of that, um, you can check me out over at Locked on Rockets, five days a week coverage of the Houston Rockets. I'm also a credentialed member of Houston Media, so I'll constantly be you know, asking questions. I'll be in these, uh, you know, in these media availabilities, trying to get to know these players a little bit better, kind of see what makes them tick. I'll also be at Vegas Summer League covering it in person. So you don't want to miss out on that. Be sure to follow me, check me out, all that good stuff. That
0: is Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on Rockets. We'll be back on Monday to recap everything that happened over this crazy week. This has been Locked on Auburn.
2: Hey, Prime members.